Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Yes! Oh my God, we're back in studio. Can you even believe it? We made it back. Oh my God. Hit me with the beat. The beats are all. Hit me with the beats. The Teddy Beats. Woo! Okay. She'll make you say, oh my God. She's got the scoop on pop culture news. So grab a drink. It ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. Crew. <laughs> Welcome to the Hey Fresh podcast. We are back in Washington, D.C. where we podcast uh, like nine times out of ten. Uh, <laughs> Rarely on time. Eight out of ten. Rarely on time. Uh, we are back in studio after going to storming of Area 51. It was an epic past week. We were also in Los Angeles. We were filming a documentary with this awesome documentary crew. I don't even know like Richard's like last name. Do you? I don't even know the documentary group. Do you? Neither do I. Oh, no, no. I We did look him up. We tried to find his LinkedIn profile. Like his, We actually tried to find that he was like legit. Oh, we did some research? We did like an ounce of research. Okay. And we, we found a LinkedIn profile. It looked like he had a good history of, of, uh, of professional life. Um, yeah, we went with it. You know, that's never really stopped us. You know, uh, is it professional? Is it not? We don't know. You know, shove a camera in our face. We're ready to go. <laughs> that's basically it. You want to film us? Okay, fine. Uh, so anyway, we're going to do a complete recap of Storming of Area 51. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with my co-host, AJ, in studio. Um, we got back late Friday night. It was an epic trip. We're going to tell you about the people that we met who are believers of aliens. Uh, we went viral a couple of times. We were on the cover of uh, one of the main posts for Daily Mail. Um Time Magazine, LA Times. We actually made the rounds. I mean, we were out and about in our alien costumes, really. You could not miss us. I think that's kind of what was really good. 
We got yeah. those alien costumes. Not as many people dressed up, and I was really surprised. And I think we made a splash, if you will. Yeah, a couple of people put like <laughs> tin foil hats on their heads. That was it. Oh yeah, really, that, really creative. That was their idea of dressing up. The rest of it, no. We had our ass and tits out. Yeah, we had our ass and tits out. It was great. Um, and then I also, there's some really wild stories going around too. How is it possible that a mom who is pregnant, her baby tests positive? She's like seven months pregnant. The baby tests positive for meth, but she has never done meth. It's an insane story. I, I we have to like, talk about something that. Something she's eating or something. Yeah, that sounds crazy. The Emmys were last night. Emmys. Did you watch? I did watch. I watched the red carpet. Saw okay. Jenny McCarthy getting just trashed left and right for her uh, <laughs> her red carpet. And at one point, Jenny McCarthy oh. and Gwyneth Paltrow were like, she was interviewing Gwyneth Paltrow, and people were like, "Oh my god!" Just the vortex of misinformation, like constant misinformation, and we're to one to talk. <laughs> We also give out a lot of misinformation, but thankfully we're not on an anti-vaxxer campaign. Yes. But people were just basically trolling uh, Jenny McCarthy the entire time. Sure. But as an anti-vaxxer, you've got to be prepped for that because that's just like constant. Here's my question. Like, why are the red carpets now so subdued? Like, is it because the people, like the average American that watches it doesn't want people to be excited? None of them get excited anymore about the celebrities. It's like, oh, hey, Catherine zeta Joe. I'm like, if I was standing with Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Beta-Jones, I'd be like, oh, my God, you guys are Hollywood royalty. Like, will Hollywood royalty continue to exist? Like, I mean... No, I completely agree. I think it is really chill these days. Everybody's just uh, no one seems pills. to give two f's. Yes, why is everyone so subdued? Well, is it just our culture, or nobody's excited anymore? We're kind of just like jaded by everything. Like nothing. Ex- I, I get excited over jelly beans. Like I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? We both are excited. Yeah, that's what hire us. Okay, what we're really getting at here is hire us for the red carpet. Yeah, I really want to redo a red carpet show because they're we so should. boring now. Well, who's our girl? Why am I having a mind blank? Um, uh, Julianne Rancic? And, well, no. well, yes. And she used to get excited. You know, she had you know bouts with the health and she's but, back. Yeah, but now it doesn't seem like uh, even she's that excited about it. So I don't know if that's just because she's over E or mm. I kind of get the vibe, though, that E, like they don't want you. To, they want you to just be professional and like, oh, like How amazing. Lame. And I don't know. There's probably a lot of politics behind the scenes. Like celebrities won't come over to you unless maybe you're nice. I don't know. We would be nice. We would just be like excited, but in a tasteful way. I want to trash people to their face, though. I mean, why not? Well, I would make fun of the fashion. Like, and what do we got with this get up here? Did we think this was going to be a winner? Like, that's how that's as far as I would go. I think Billy Porter. Here we go again. Oh, God. I mean, (laughs) I love the look, but it's just like, of course, we're expecting that. It's like, what do we have this time? I actually like his looks. I really do. Of course. Yeah. It's like something different. Yeah. 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 He always does it outside the box. Yeah. He really does. And (sighs) Mandy Moore was amazing. She looked fabulous. I loved it, which made me think of your dress that you took a picture of. It's like a photo shoot you took with your brother, Seth. And it's literally the two-toned, same color dress. Oh, yes. Okay, the two-toned pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a memory of that. And I think you should bring that dress back. It's the season's colors. Uh, okay, well, I think I do still own that dress. You do. All right, yeah, I'll bring that out. I know what's in her closet and she doesn't. It's, <laughs> it's funny to me, actually. I'm like, bring that out. <laughs> bring it on out. Um. Uh I mean, that was basically it for the Emmys, really. Amelia Clark. I have a new impression for her. And she's the best dressed. Did you like her What's dress? What's your Amelia Clark impression? Well, it's not done yet, but it's the mother of dragons. She is the mother of dragons. It was mother like a plunging neckline, just covered each boob. It was navy blue. I think it was like a forest green. Oh, forest green. Okay, okay. Navy blue is right. Our intern is saying navy blue is right. They're giving us a Marcus, check. Marcus, shut the fuck up. He's just agreeing blue. with you. It was navy blue. No, it was not. 
I'm searching this right now. I know my colors. <laughs> you know what? Everything is. How are you feeling? Everything is irking me today. You are your irk today. You have your, what is it? These blue blocker glasses on? What yes, yes. They came in the mail. This is for my AOC impression. And they came in the mail and I got super excited. And I was like, why don't I wear them? They look great on you. Well, thank you. They don't do a damn thing. Okay, but they're supposed to also like protect from from blue light, right? Like your phones and your tablets. But after a long time, I feel like my eyes hurt more than if I just looked at my phone straight on. Well, look up Amelia Clark. Uh, The Game of Thrones cast was good last night. I was kind of disappointed when they see us. I wanted to win a lot more, which is the Ava DuVernay um, limited series about the exonerated five initially known as the Central Park five. Now they like to be referred to as uh, the exonerated five, which I don't blame them. I thought that would have gotten a lot more. It seemed as though like, I mean, has anyone heard of Fleabag or something? I actually haven't. Or Fleabox? Yeah, Fleabag. And I I was, were you surprised? I had not heard of it either. I didn't give one damn. And Chernobyl. Has any Anyone watch Chernobyl? Who cares? It seems like a dismal film, and I also miss that (laughs) one as well. I didn't watch Chernobyl because all of the previews, it was just all in gray. It just looked like, you know, obviously it was a radiation blow up, and it just looked like this dismal radiation blow up. I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit for eight series. Honestly, I've got enough problems. I want to see happy and fake stuff. Did anyone try to watch Escape from Denny Mora or whatever? (laughs) That was like the worst crap, too. That was that woman who was like hated her husband in upstate New York who helped two like hard criminals escape and they were both like making love to her and convinced her that they were in love with her it was so bad like it was just so slow and that got like numerous ones but we're surprised by all the winners this year I'm always surprised by the winners. I don't even I understand too. the Academy. They picked the worst. I was glad RuPaul won. When they see us it was the one actor Marcus who is the one actor the one actor that you you actually met briefly or whatever he won for when this is us when is they see us Jarell Jurey He's the, he's one of the kids in Moonlight. So you remember how? Did you see Moonlight? Barry Jenkins Moonlight. No. It was the Oscar winner a couple yes, years ago yeah, when there was, was all the Oscar confusion and whatever. Yes, and it tracked the story of these two men from like being young boys to being men, and it was told in three parts. He was one of the guys in the middle, like okay. when they're teenagers. He was one of the guys in the middle. He okay. was uh, the the non protagonist, the other guy, Kevin. He played Kevin. Teenage Kevin in Moonlight. Then he was the guy who goes to jail in When They See Us, and he won Best Actor in a Limited Series. But he's, like, young. He's, like, my age. He's, like, 22. And he went to high school with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's how you knew him. Okay, Uh got it. She really didn't like him in high school. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Why? Well, I just think he was incredibly talented and, and knew it, you know? Well, well I gotta kind of say, he seemed yeah. sort of arrogant, I thought, even in his acceptance speech. I, I kind of thought. I mean, you know, that, like, he got, eventually got around to dedicating his Emmy to the Exonerated Five, but that was, like, after a long, you know, yes. kind of uh, long roundabout yeah. thing about how in love he was with his mom, and <laughs> oh my God, my mom, and then, like, just, you know... Oh, by the way, thank you, Ava and the Exonerated Five. It's like, yeah. And they were there. Like, lived through hell. They were there in the audience. Yes. The real guys. And they like stood up and stuff. And that was pretty cool. I couldn't believe it. I was disappointed. I mean, those guys have been in jail. They were in jail for years. Their lives were ruined for something they didn't do. How about bring them on fucking stage for a sec? Like, give the guys like a moment. He didn't give one shit. He was like, thank you so much. Talk my about- mom, I'm so in love with my... I should be in the Bronx right now with my mom, hanging out with my mom. I love my... All right, what's going on with you and your mom? Talk about a series that is not going to make you happy 
when you watch it. Oh, when they see us? Yeah. Yeah, but that one, it was really good. Everybody should see that. <laughs> yeah, but that one but was, was like reality, really and that's like a real story, <laughs> yeah. okay? Escape from so Denny Mora. Who cares? I mean... Ben Stiller directed that. He was like the executive producer and director of that. It was slow. It wasn't that great. They oh. boned her forever before she released them. It's like, come on. Like, how many times can they bone her before? Like, look, we know what's going to happen. This could have been done in one series. They bone, they bone, they bone. Finally, she releases them. She's unhappy in her marriage. We get it. Anyway, There's my take. There's your take on that. So that was the recap of the Emmys. And then the Kardashians got booed. I enjoyed that fully. Yeah, I did too. What, uh, who's this? Uh, um, Michelle Williams' gender pay gap speech. Did you see that? No, I didn't watch that one. Well, I just knew uh, Michelle Williams is friends of Busy Phillips, and I am a Busy Phillips stan. So I just saw this, but uh, I wasn't sure if you were able to catch that. I, I don't know anything. The last speech I saw was Patricia Arquette. Essentially, you know, her, her sister who was trans passed away. And she was basically just saying, please, you know, hire trans people. Trans individuals are people. They deserve work. And that was very moving. I thought that was really good. Well, that's right on time. Euphoria, although it's a 2019, it's going to be judged next year. But everybody was like super excited. They're like, oh, Euphoria can't win any awards this season, but it will next year for sure. But that was a huge I don't know. movement for like the trans because... Uh, that has a trans character in it. It yeah. has a trans character, right. I've started watching, but it's very hard to get through. Is it? I think it's an easy watch. Really? Although it scares me. I mean, we've talked about this so much, but like it does scare me a little bit because you're like, oh my God, I can never send my kid to high school. I know. As someone who's trying to have a kid, I'm like, oh, my God, please tell me this is not what kids are doing, right? You're it's have to very disturbing. You know what? Leave the kid to me. I'll teach him a few things. Oh, OK, great, great. <laughs> um, our, our guest, Dr. Clark, just uh, walked in. We're going to have a guest, too. Um, we've been we've been partnering with Inova Health all month long and Act on Addiction, um, which is just a really, really great organization um, all about helping people who are battling addiction and then also families and loved ones. It's so hard to go through. So we're going to have him talk later on in the show. But um, aside from that, you know, just to wrap up the Emmys, the big moment that a lot of people loved was the Kardashians came on stage, Kim Kardashian and Kendall, and essentially were saying they were presenting the reality, a the reality, reality car- yeah, category. Right. And they were saying, well, we understand the power of like real people telling real stories. And then everyone burst out laughing. Which, if they had any sense, I think they would know that they need to, like, be jokey about it. It's totally sarcastic. And they need to go up and be like, unscripted real life. You know they what I mean? And then laugh. caught off guard. Well, Kendall totally was the one that was like, why is everyone laughing at us? I-, I enjoyed it. I watched it over and over and over again. <laughs> it's now my background of my phone. Just the face of fear. She almost shit herself. It was great. It was. That was pretty funny. So there were the Emmys. I enjoy watching a little bit, but... Oh, yeah, just to stay on, you know, on with the uh, the pop culture. But our lives, honestly, have been an own reality show. I wish we were recorded the entire trip because, well, not only, we did a, we were a great pair. Oh, my God, we you were a dream in a room together. to travel with. Oh, I love you for saying that. I, now, I, I, I was good, though, right? Like, I, I only went out one night. And yeah, we, were too were ti- we were too tired to go out anyways. We had been, you know, we're doing early morning interviews, but we started in L.A., and we tried to social media as much as we could, but like we can only social media so much. Started well, in that I, way. you know, it's hard for me because I've stopped drinking because, you know, I'm trying to have a, I'm trying to get pregnant. So yeah, I've kind of put a damper on the week. That's kind of. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> smoking. I'm not drinking. I'm not participating in any, you know, anything. So uh, I am very, you know, there's not much for me to do. There's not much for me to go, you know, as far as like going out, you know. Right. OK, Marcus, just be sure to duck. I love our intern, and then, but every time he walks by the camera's full head, <laughs> like, and I'm always like, okay, dog, and then he never does. 
<laughs> so she's cut in some of her intern crossing the cameras. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, because we met a lot of people, a lot of people want to check out the podcast. So we also stream simultaneously the podcast on YouTube on Hey Frage every Monday and Wednesday at 1230 p.m. Eastern time when we're here. But we're traveling more and more. So uh, we'll see how the show evolves. But it's really funny. We have two amazing interns. Um, but Marcus, like, never likes to talk. It's just... <laughs> Anyway, well, it's funny because it is right in um, like boob chest height, right? So right. like <laughs> when you're walking right past it, yeah, it's it falls right into that. So what was the highlight? You know, we went out to storming of Area 51. We did go viral on a couple of occasions. Yeah, that so was super fun. We were on the cover. A lot of you guys messaged us. Um, Daily Mail ran the story of people descending on Rachel Nevada. We were like the front cover picture. Getty Images took a photo. Uh, it was in Time Magazine. It was like all over. Okay, and then you were. Then they picked up your um, Kardashian impression, I think, or something. At a Las Vegas television yeah. station, it was super random. I, 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 he just wanted to use my picture, so I was like, "Yeah, of course." And then he, he like ended up making it a whole story. Like, there's a Kardashian imposter at Area 51. Yeah. I'm like, "Wait a minute, I didn't give you the rights to that story." <laughs> but uh, hey, <laughs> bad press is good press. So we went with it. So it was awesome. And then the Naruto run, uh, oh, people were Lord. making fun of on Twitter. I did a Naruto run with Elixir, yes. who is a YouTube star. Over 100,000 uh, subscribers. Yeah. Yes. So that got like, you know, a half a million views or whatever. And people were making fun of my Naruto run. Which is perfect. And during the filming, so you are so good knowing what's going to go viral. Or you just like knowing what's going to be good TV. And so when Sarah was like, age... Hold this phone. Record me doing Naruto run. I was like, the fuck? Ain't nobody want to see this shit. Oh, like, I know. I know. She knew. And it's so funny that it really went viral <laughs> on Twitter on, on the Hey for H page. And, uh, of course, it was it was Elixir who then, like, went behind a live shot. It of went the, even of more viral. More yeah, viral. Yeah. He went, like, worldwide viral. But I got to tell you, you were the front runner of that whole entire Naruto campaign because none of the newscasters, they all saw you recording him. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get a story. Come here. Like, they all started following you. It was so funny to watch. Like, seriously, everybody wanted to get the new road ticket. And this Elixir kid is 16 years old. I'm like, where are your parents? He just is like, I just I just come out here and I do the crazy stories. We thought we were being pranked by Elixir. So Elixir too, yeah. has a YouTube page. How would you describe his YouTube page? Because it's just, I don't know. I guess it's just following Elixir's life, right? Yeah, he does a lot of uh, sneaking into videos, like sneaking into VidCon, sneaking into Comic-Con, like fun stuff okay. like that, uh, how to build an online business. He, I would I would describe him as a little bit like a 16-year-old knowledgeable nerd who does like the Comic-Cons and the comic books and the and he, the, the anime for sure. And he's lovely. You know, he's a pioneer for people with lisps because he has one, right? <laughs> which is which I'm not making fun of. Like it's a full oh, you're lisp. Not? Okay. But it was so, I was like, is he pranking us? Because he's like, it's Elixir here and... I am trying to do a story on Naruto. And it was like all over the place. We were like, I was like, wait a minute. Are we so, getting punked? Like punked? Didn't we? We were like, okay, where are you guys from? And they were well, like, the funny we're thing from is, uh, France. And then I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> well, first he was like, I'm an alien and we're from outer space. We're from the planet Uranus. But the funny thing was, it's all these YouTubers that just like came together. They have this yes. like common ground of YouTube. And so they all like approached us and they're all, they don't know each other. And one of them, Elixir, was like, I've known him. We did mind telepathy and we told each other to clap. 
Like it was. It, I know. I'm like, I can't make like, this sir, stuff up, you guys. Spare me this bullshit, okay? I've been around the block. I know this crap. So they just had a bunch of. Just imagine like the weirdest hodgepodge of YouTubers, like all storming Area 51. That's what it was. It was the weirdest. Everybody there was filming a documentary. There was Everyone. a thousand documentaries. We haven't seen one red cent. But I'll tell you guys when it gets picked up by Hulu or Netflix, and that's when it's really going to happen <laughs> for us. They're going to edit us and make us look so. Look we're going to look insane. like a lizard. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They will. I bet we'll have a lisp too. And it's funny it's when they when they, us it, from the pod. Podcast and we're in the desert. Well, when they give you the papers to sign, like you basically sign your life away, and you're like, the woman's just like, just sign. I signed one. I was like, oh, really? Bitch, you that work here. Yes, thank you. I was like, that literally means nothing. And they try to rush you along to sign it. But if you read it, it's like, we will, you know, it's the, we have it's the, the right to use everything. We everything. have the right to take your blood. We have yeah. the right to use your <laughs> DNA. We have the right to reproduce your DNA. We have like, the right to completely change everything you're saying and make you look like a complete ass. That's I what agree. I read. I agree. I agree. I'm, I was kind of like, should we have done that other? Yet we signed. I think we were good, though. We Fine. didn't really say anything. No, no. I mean, the only crazy interview we did, because we really could have gone viral, the two of us in our costumes. But Sarah was like, we need to like make out with each other or like lick each other. And I was like, mm, I don't know that I really want to be a part of that. And so during the Telemundo, she's like, oh, this isn't going anywhere. Like none of my family is Spanish. I'm like, well, mine is. And they will be watching this interview and they will see Sarah Frazier licking. Literally <laughs> during the interview, she's licking my shoulder. She's like, <laughs> So I told her this. I told AJ that our we should prank television stations because it was so much media and that we should go as lesbian aliens, really. And then we should say that, like, basically people have it wrong, that you don't get probed and you don't get abducted. But in, in fact, when uh, aliens want to steal your power, they basically tongue wrestle. And then AJ and I would, like, beat up our tongues together. Like, like and then we would just, like, do that. <laughs> And, you know, I wish I had, like, no reparations with family or anything, but I think I would be ripped a new asshole. I would be kicked out of the family. Uh, The two sombreros that they're going to leave me would be no longer mine in my will. And it would be over for me. Now, Sarah. Here's the thing. If we started making out or even tongue wrestling or whatever on local news, the reporters would have no idea what to do. do. And they would be like, oh, uh, oh, okay, Uh, uh, Jim and Sharon, back to you in studio. As you can see, things are uh, heating up out here at Area 51. Like, they never know what to do the minute you go off script so that like is if so true we were lesbian aliens like that yeah. would have gotten them oh, we would have been so viral we would have been so viral but the thing is uh, you have to choose what you want to be viral over and if mine is just a hot costume like these hot aliens like that's all i wanted to be known for is just wearing slutty <laughs> costumes in the desert it is fucking dusty if that's my one complaint it's dusty the only thing i wanted Very to do dusty, was yeah. drink water and put some lotion on my ashy elbows and knees that's all that's all i wanted to do the entire time we were out in, in fucking nevada well it definitely had some moments like Firefest. the stage was a little low end <laughs> i'm not gonna lie we did see that yeah the day of they were still building law enforcement was awesome but i do have to shout out i think connie the woman connie west who owns little alien who ended up going through with it and putting it on she deserves so much credit i think maddie roberts is an absolute like hack like fuck maddie roberts i can't believe that he like, left yeah he went to why vegas. would you leave no one came did anyone even cover that party in vegas no one even cared about that party in Vegas. That's like, so insane. Everybody really, was in the desert. Yeah, I really saw no no coverage. Maddie's lame. Well, who? Well, they had a bunch of performers supposedly in Vegas, but I never saw that. Like a week before the event, Maddie decided to pull out, citing he thought a humanitarian crisis. There was no humanitarian crisis. People brought their own campers, their own food. Everybody was well prepared. There were lots of places to eat. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know. Maddie, lame. Lame-o-stamo. So now, who were one of your, like, 
favorite people we interviewed. We got a couple of wackos. Well, we we should play. We should play. We we talked to a paranormal attorney who alleges that he represents people who UFOs and things uh, land in your yard, or if you have proprietary uh, UFO knowledge. Let's play a clip of him. Michael was his name from Oregon. He is a legit attorney. Michael, Michael, the attorney, and I couldn't follow a lick that he was saying. Did uh, you? No. I, they I call me the paranormal lawyer nowadays because I've been into this so long, literally. And literally. How, what's a paranormal lawyer do? Well, literally, I've been, uh, you know, representing ufologists for over 30 years. Huh? What Peter is Davenport's a ufologist? National UFO Reporting Center, okay. uh, the NARCAP agency, which is the pilot reporting agency for uh, pilots of military and commercial airliners who see uh, UFOs. And why do they need legal representation? Well, many of them are setting up their legal entities anyway. They might be not profits, you know, those kinds of things. So it's basically the legal stuff that normal organizations would need. But every once in a while, for instance, Peter Davenport, I helped him purchase an abandoned Nike missile site in eastern Washington <laughs> where he has his database now. So there's all sorts <laughs> of strange things that come up periodically. Let's go sky. What is it? Let's go sky squatching. Oh, my God. Scatching? Here's sky Michael Hall. Okay, Michael That's Hall a different was- one. Cosmic tumbleweeds. That's about what we saw out there. Cosmic tumbleweeds. Oh, my God. This is... Who are these people? (laughs) I think these are his guests or uh, things on the radio show. He also has a (laughs) YouTube channel. Uh, But this is really... This is the guy that we were looking at. So... That's the guy we were looking at. I love the Peter Pan hat. Like, yeah, what I mean, is that? What in God's name? You guys, it was as wacky as you could imagine. All right. Like, it, like if you guys are thinking to yourself that there were a bunch of nut jobs out there, you are 1000% correct. Like, it was the most epic group of individuals. I loved, who was the 13-year-old rapper? Her name is Premier, P-R-Y-M-R-R. She was awesome. Primer, which actually Primer. is just smelled Permer. Permer. <laughs> but her mom was like, her name is Premier. It's P-R-Y-M-R-R. I was like, why the two R's? Why the W? Why Why the Y? I don't. Yeah, she Crazy. was She was a total treat. I mean, oh my God. These kids like all skip school to be at Area 51. No one's in school. That's what we learned. That's honestly what. Elixir. Elixir. All these young young YouTubers. I'm like, where are your where are your families? Where What happens if you're not safe out here? Like nobody cares. Premier. She'd obviously taken off school to be able to perform. 13 years old. And Maddie actually disinvited her from the Las Vegas. He's like, no, I, I really don't have uh, have the connections over there. So you're going to still have to perform at, uh, oh, at Rachel. Right. Maddie, uh, yeah, yeah. Maddie um, Roberts, who initially started the Facebook uh, page that went viral. We also had heard from a local um, Vegas news outlet that the party that Maddie hosted in Vegas had been going, like that had been planned for months in the works. So they just like attached his name to it. But that was it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That was what the Vegas reporter told us. He was like, yeah, it's not even a, that wasn't even an alien stock thing. They had been going and then they just like latched Maddie's name to it. And no one went to that. Is this premiere? Is this premiere? Oh, she is really pretty. But yeah, she's 13. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, 13. Um, Her mom was completely Kris Jenner. It was epic. It was so funny. She actually interviewed us for her YouTube channel. I was like, wow. uh, Oh, yeah, we made her YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah, we did. Um, that was fun. It, it was amazing. Did you see, too, where the the uh, U.S. Department of Defense put out a uh, a tweet that they then retracted where they said that they were going to bomb all of us, that they weren't above bombing all the millennials? Oh, yeah, and then they apologized yeah. for it. They were like, wait a minute, uh, sorry to scare you. I'm like, yeah, that's a little alarming. Who would do that? Who? And everybody 
was so respectful in the desert. I have to agree. There really wasn't much. And then if you really went at the 3 a.m. storming, it's just a bunch of elixirs, uh, Naruto running, and they're talking to the guards, and uh, yeah. there was no real danger. There were sonic booms that we heard. There were sonic booms. Apparently, they did some scheduled testing of stuff, which, you know, were not aliens. I don't believe in aliens, and I believe in less in aliens now. Do you? Completely. We had anything. A, look, we talked to this old fart that like was there with his truck and he was yeah, like, he refused to be interviewed. I worked on uh, Area 51 when it was being built and the only extraterrestrial activity that was going on is I walked in one time and there were these Air Force and Navy engineers. And they were all sitting around watching porn together. And you know what? Like, it took him oh, an okay. hour to get to that conclusion. <laughs> he told us the entire history of America. And then at the end of it, he's like, only aliens I saw were super generals watching porn. I'm like, oh, is that that's the that's that the end of the story? It? That was it? Sir. I know. Sir. I thought he was going to say there was like a little green man there Thank that they you. were experimenting on. Thank something. You. Something. I was like, I two just sat here <laughs> for two hours to hear that. Uh, actually insane. Uh, so, yeah, the whole entire trip was just a whole adventure. I mean, we ate shit for probably a week straight. <laughs> we really did. We had the best time, though. We really did. It was so much fun. One for the books. Our trip back from Vegas was quite the adventure. Oh, it was so worth it. I can't wait. What should be our next trip? Well, we were talking about BravoCon, which is totally up our valley. Like, I, I think could we should actually, go to BravoCon, yeah. I'm tired of the weird and the... Uh, I, I, can, I can only talk... You know what I mean? Like, you can only talk like that for so long until you actually are like, I can't keep this act up anymore. I am not. I don't believe in aliens. I can't even pretend like I do. And so to talk to these people and be like, yes, and ask them questions about something you genuinely just don't have any input. It, it, like, it is exhausting. It was work. There's no doubt. It For was sure. It, it, there definitely were moments. But I am always fascinated by people like that live that live out there. And that's their life. Oh you know God, what I mean? Yeah. And all the locals were completely terrified that we were going to just like raid and loot their house. I was like, sir, I've got news for you. I don't really want to raid your trailer. You know, that I think was the most surprising. I was like, sir, they've closed a little alien because she has a bunch of dollar bills on the bar. I'm like, listen, we don't want your written up, tore down (laughs) dollar bills. I mean, what are we going to storm here in this trailer? Four tumbleweeds and a rattlesnake? <laughs> like, I mean, we're all set. We don't need a thing. We don't need a damn thing. We were told they're going to be cows, tarantulas. Didn't see anything. Nothing. There was nothing. You saw one coyote. Yeah. I mean, honest to God. And the most action was they just kept spraying down the dirt. Like, it was just like, <laughs> we saw one coyote at night. Well, we saw a, um, a twister, but it was one of the dust twisters. Yes, I've you never were seen... like blown away by that. You were like, guys, guys. Well, mid-documentary filming, I was like, I'm sorry, um, hell, is no one seeing the twister? We're all going to die. The Get rest in the of cars. us were like, all right, keep Nobody rolling, was tape. <laughs> They're like, keep your mics on. I'm like, we're all going to die. Cut. I, has anyone ever, I've never seen one of those before. It's a dust twister. Oh, God, it was no? epic. You've never seen one? Would you be scared? Well, Sarah over here that, wasn't even phased. It wasn't like, uh, okay, you guys, it was thing, up in the sky. It was probably like at least 150 feet. I, actually, no, that's little. It was 1,000 feet. It was huge as crap. It was just a dust storm. I mean, if you're out in the desert, you can just know. You just get dusty. It looked like the movie Twister, and I thought we were going to get picked up with a bunch of cows, and I was like, we better get into this Range Rover right here. We got to go. We got to drive out of here. Like, this is, no one's freaking out. I literally thought I was in, you that know. was one of the production teams. Oh, my one God. One of the production teams. Yeah. No, I was so scared. I thought that was the end. I was like, this is how I die in middle of nowhere, Tumbleweed, Nevada, with a duster buster. Well, it could not have been more epic. And you guys, thank you for following along. You can continue to. It's Andrea Lopez Comedy on Instagram, on all social media accounts. It's at HeyFrage. We had a blast. The alien costumes were a huge hit. It could not have been better.
It really could. What not. a time to be alive to <laughs> report on alien stock. Everybody, Everyone is oddly fascinated, though. Everyone was no, very fascinated. Everyone so wants true. to know what is being held in Area 51. And there's nothing. It's a bunch of pots and no. a few planes. I'll tell you right now. You want to know what it is? It's a Everybody few pots rattling around. around. A bunch of pots. No, we, yeah. we really got to the bottom of there it. The, no fucking the memes of Area 51 are the best. It's like, stormed Area 51, and all I found were the, the lost files of the X-Files. <laughs> like, like the most useless things. A list of things that rhymes with orange. That's what's being held in Area 51. <laughs> the best. It was so good. So anyway, if you have any questions, you can always uh, hop on our YouTube and leave them and we'll answer them. So if you have any of those. Um, I want We got a f- couple of commercials, a couple of sponsors I want to thank. And then there's some really great stories that are going viral. Um, Park Potomac coming up. Uh, we are doing, actually, it's a week from this Friday. We are doing Park Potomac Ladies Night. AJ and I will be there. We're going to be hosting a podcast, a pop-up podcast. It is completely free and already over 300 people have RSVP'd. So it's going to be quite the event. You can come enjoy light bites, snacks, cocktails, everything that's going on at Park Potomac. You can shop, dine, eat, play. Uh, we love Park Potomac. Also, go to their website, parkpotomac.com. Or if you want to reserve your free spot, you can go to Ladies Night in the Park, presented by Park Potomac. And it's right on Eventbrite. So if you just search um, Park Potomac on Eventbrite, you will find it there. Uh, so definitely search that because it's going to be a really, really great show. AJ and I will be there starting from 5 o'clock on. Um so we can't wait to see you. And that all is happening October 5th. Okay, so that is going down next Friday. Oh, sorry, October 4th. It is Friday, October 4th. That is all going down at Park Potomac, which sits right at the top of the Beltway and there at the I-270 Spur. So we're super excited to see you then. Also, <clears throat> we've got to thank um, True Orthodontics. AJ is a patient there. We just gave away an awesome glow kit. And then uh, the woman that won it, I got this really sweet message from her. And she's like, my teeth are already whiter. I love them so much. It is extra strength, y'all. So trueorthodontics.us. AJ, you've been there. You've saw, you've seen Dr. Elhadi, um, Elhadi, who is amazing. He is like so great. If you're looking for Invisalign braces, guess what? When you call and tell them, hey, Frage, you get $1,000 off, which basically is like 50% off your entire treatment. Okay, so just tell them that you heard about us and them on the Hey Frage podcast. Trueorthodontics.us. They service Burke and Fairfax, Virginia. So they're all on the Virginia side. Of course, if you live in D.C., if you live in Maryland, you can head there for braces. Uh, if you want to get your teeth whitened, they are so amazing. Their facility is clean, top-notch, and like a spa. So trueorthodontics.us. And the best way to support AJ and me and this show is to frequent our sponsors. So we're very, very grateful. Thank you guys for checking out Park Potomac and True Orthodontics. Also, AJ, you have Joybird. Yes, ma'am. All right, girl. What's going on with Joybird? You've heard us talk about it before. Joybird is everything you need for furniture. Summer is a time to relax and enjoy the best in life. We're gearing up for fall uh, and you can do it right from your own home whether you're throwing a backyard barbecue an ice cream social oh yes <laughs> i have a lot of ice cream socials in my backyard you know i love a good ice cream <laughs> social <laughs> or if you're handing out uh candy for the, all the trick-or-treaters coming up uh joybird is what you're going to want to do and you need to decorate your front patio your back patio they released their uh, their winter and autumn lookbook featuring items like the Soto outdoor chair, Liam leather sofa, the Jules brass planter. All that stuff sounds good. Uh, with Joybird, you get a one-of-a-kind furniture created to your unique taste. You can turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. Joybird offers a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. Uh, I, I know I, I don't own any cats, but I know that they destroy furniture. 
They like to um, scratch things. Yeah, they do. They love to. You've never had a cat. I- I've only had one I cat. I do. My mom is a cat. Hershey oh, really? Park. Yes. Hershey Park? <laughs> Does Hershey Park destroy furniture? Hershey Park Kitty. Uh, no, Hershey Park lives indoors and outdoors, and Hershey just loves to kill birds. So the last time I was there, she'd killed and brought in a half-eaten uh, morning dove, mm. and that was... Uh, That's really sad. Definitely a dove? leaves a stain on the carpet. It's, oh, yeah, she's a killer. She's a <laughs> major killer, yeah. In fact, one time we went out, and it looked like Pet Cemetery in the driveway. There were so many dead mice and birds. It was completely like Pet Cemetery. I should have filmed it. The cat is a it's savage. Cat is a savage. If you have other cats that are also savages and they're destroying your furniture, Joybird can help you out. Uh, Thank you for that enlightening story of Hershey Park. Joybird will appreciate that. Joybird will love that story. Uh, Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high quality hardwood and responsive Please source materials <laughs> to fit your exact <laughs> specifications and limited lifetime warranty is included. 365 day home trials. Skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home with you. You can sit on it, sleep on it, try it out, break it in. And if you don't love your Joybird, you can return it. Hassle-free, in-home delivery. They even remove all the packing materials for you. So see how Joybird can help you de- uh, design your space today. Go to joybird.com slash 25. Okay. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash 25. Once again, joybird.com, phrase 25, receive and exclude 25% off of your first order. Code phrase 25. I love it. And there's a little extra murderous cat story for you. Well, you know what? It always makes it more memorable. You'll never forget Joybird and Hershey Park. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Uh, Did anyone hear about this story? I didn't even know this. Apparently, there is Tiger Truck Stop in Louisiana where they have like actual pets like they have a zoo at a truck stop. And the headline this morning is the camel did nothing wrong. Woman bites creature in his private area at truck stop zoo, police say. This is insane. Casper the camel was minding his own business inside this enclosure at the Tiger truck stop. Oh, my God. If you've been there, will you hit us up? When suddenly a pair of unwanted visitors commanded his attention. So Casper is the largest resident at the zoo and is accustomed to having visitors all day as truckers pull off the Interstate 10 west of Baton Rouge to see the exotic creatures. At this peculiar roadside attraction, they've long drawn animal rights groups as well who want to shut it down. But on Wednesday, um, they broke into a couple broke into Casper's pen, causing the 600 pound white camel to panic. And a Mad Lib style series of unfortunate events unfolded, according to authorities. It was, quote, crazy, Pamela Bossier says. She's the manager of the truck stop there. Uh, Bossier watched it all unfold on security camera. And she says the problem arose when a man began tossing treats inside Casper's enclosure, leading his and his wife's dog to hop the fence and go in after them. 
then the camel began to kind of go after the dog and became scared. So the woman decided to jump in the pen along with her husband to try to distract Casper while they saved the dog. But it didn't end pleasantly. In fact, after the man started swatting at Casper, he eventually got close to the woman, pinned her to the side, and then started to sit on her. In a moment of desperation, the woman apparently looked up and bit Casper's testicles. Is this happening in real life? We all have weird fetishes. You love these weird animal stories. What has to happen? I mean, what I love about moments like this in Area 51 are the circumstances, the circumstances that have to come together to get all these, to get this story to get to happen. these people. Okay, first of all, these fucking morons throw animal treats in there. Their dog jumps in. Then they, they have the genius idea to not go inside and say, oh, my God, we're really sorry. Our dog is in the enclosure. Can you get like someone here at the pet zoo to help? No, they decide to jump in. Then they decide to swat at the camel who then pins the woman and sits on her. And then she thinks to bite his testicles. Like, what? What? She she was about to die. In dire circumstances, you just got to bite those balls. Are people not blown away by the people in this country? I mean, honest God, we have the craziest people here. I think people would rather just like try to avoid getting in trouble. Like, I feel like she was afraid of like what they would do or like they would like charge them a huge fee because their dog is inside. Instead of just going up and being rational and being like, look, my dog's inside. Can you go get it? Instead, she's like, no, I'm going to do this myself. Well, police (laughs) revealed on Sunday that the couple that they ruled that the camel did no wrongdoing. And the couple cannot sue after investigating this freak accident. Why would they sue? They literally did this to themselves. Right. Criminal trespassing. They could be charged with it and not having their dog on a leash. Oh, my God. This story is crazy. How have I not been here to Baton Rouge? There's our next trip. Let's go podcast from this truck stop zoo. Okay, like like there's so many things wrong with that. These poor animals. People you think they were so too. bored? They're like, how do we make our life a little bit more interesting? Let's add a petting zoo to this <laughs> truck stop. How amusing though, right? I mean, oh my That'd God. That'd be an exciting day. Did just you, a regular Tuesday. When you were little, like were there ever any like little like hodgepodge zoos around like DC? There probably wasn't or out in Virginia. But like when I grew up, there were there were like little hodgepodge zoos like before PETA, before there were animal oh, rights. So oh, it would just yeah. be on people's lands. Like, hey, yes. come and see our zoo. They'd be like, come see our tiger. Yeah. And pay $5. And then, you know, our excitement on Friday nights was we would go to the dump and feed the bears. Like oh, that you did was... tell that story, which is so bear bear dumps yeah and like people would get out on their car yeah no kidding like we all could have been eaten as a family we would get out on the hood of our car get an ice cream and then we would watch the bears like tear open new trash like that's what we would do (laughs) i am never moving to maine that was your friday night (laughs) that was our friday night ice cream sounds great but i don't like and we'd ride over to new hampshire and there was this really sad like a pop-up zoo that was there, and they had like a panther, like they had all the, and we used to like love it, and like literally, literally these animals, um, it was so terrible. Now so, we we hung out at the National <laughs> Zoo in DC, <laughs> saw the best of the best, the cream of the crop since I was five. Oh my god! Oh my god! Insane! Yeah, I don't. Uh, can you give me something else besides this? Um, you didn't give me a lot to work with there. You're like this viral story, a woman. Latches onto oh, a camel's balls. I was so enthralled by that. Okay, well, how about this? How do you feel like a child that's six months old in the mom's womb tests positive for meth when she's oh, never done yeah. meth? Who done it? This is a who oh, done who it. Who done it? Okay, this is like one of those, you know, uh, where they go, okay, so if a dad has four grandkids, but yes, only two yes. are his sons, and one is a nephew, how is it that he's a grandfather to five? You know what I mean? It's I was one never of those good riddles. at those. Yeah, I was never Me good neither. at those. I'm like, uh, I don't. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I don't know. And the a- answer is always C. like, Aunt, he's not a grandfather. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, this is a trick question. He's the uncle to two of the dads. <laughs> like, it's always, I hate all that shit. Yeah, I was never good at those. This is another crazy story. So uh, my suggestion was that she had eaten something that had like a weird trace of it. What, a bad taco or whatever? Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I eat some questionable food. Some old <laughs> chicken salad, uh, in the, you know, it expired. Well, you, have a, you had that rough margarita at Area 51. That was like a gallon, but that... Looked really bad. Okay, you know I was desperado when I head on over to the margarita truck, which looks like they just set up, and it was a mother. Uh, it, it was a they whole were family. So sweet, yeah, they were, they were sweet, so but their sweet, margaritas were terrible. But it was like everybody on deck. Like they, this was like their big month sellout. They're like, we got all the kids on deck. We're here, ready to sell margaritas. I was like, give me a large. I'm sober as balls. I get it. I'm like. You know, in the first taste of it, and it just, it's one of those frozen ones. So I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God, yes, I need so much alcohol. And because uh, we've been pretty much sober the whole trip, I wanted to respect you. You're trying to get pregnant. Which was and- so sweet. You did not. You could have totally gotten hammered. I didn't care. What was I supposed to And then run into the, the hotel room we're sharing, like, oh, hey, Sarah, you want to smoke a dupe? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I wanted to be quiet. No, I'm abstaining for my chances of getting pregnant. Yeah, so I was trying to be good. But we after a long day, we saw the margarita truck. I was like, let's go get a frozen margarita. Well, let me just tell you, the mix has been in that truck probably um, circa, I don't know, 1984. It was tasting a little dusty rust. But as more as I drank it more, it tasted better and better. Got better? It did get better. Yeah. Well, it, it's not something this woman ingested. It's in Missouri. And Alicia Hessel is her name. Um, she's been doing everything right. And she was trying to conceive for three years. She's now six months pregnant. And just a couple of weeks ago, this whole story unfolded. She found out that she and her husband have been living in a former meth house. And that was never what? disclosed to them through their attorney. Yes. Oh, they're they, going to get a big payout. They've li- literally been breathing in meth from the cabinets, the rug, everything. Isn't this insane? This was a meth lab? The house was a meth lab in the basement. Like Breaking Bad. Never disclosed to them. Um, They knew that every house had a history, but after uh, they tested positive for their unborn baby to have meth, and uh, the Department of Human and uh, Child Services was being called on them, they finally asked their neighbors how it would be possible that they could be testing for meth. They they have no record. They never did drugs. Finally, neighbors did disclose that at one point, the people that owned the house back in 2013 ran a meth lab. Now they had to move out of the house. They're currently suing, and it takes $100,000 to have basically like a company come in and completely clean the home of any meth, which is what the house is valued at. Uh, where do they, Where is this? Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Yeah, so the housing value is yes, very not low. in their favor. Well, here's the thing. They, they, why wouldn't they just move and, uh, and not, not sell the house, but kind of just sue? And I know the lawyer costs are probably really, really high, but I would never move back in there. And I'm not cleaning that. I'm not cleaning the carpets. Uh, I agree. Her blood tests have been com- uh, clean lately as they've had to move out. They're now looking to raise $100,000 as well as try to cash in their insurance and get rid of the home. If you they have a GoFundMe. What would you do in this situation? As someone who's trying to get pregnant, you've waited your whole life to have this pregnancy happen, and you find out your baby has meth in it. You're like, I've kept a clean bill of health this entire time. I've eaten I granola. I scared to death. I don't know, because then, it, like, Well, it's small it traces. Same- I don't... Yeah, right. That's what I would be concerned. Is it the same level of like giving birth to a child who's an addict? I don't know. I don't think so. I think because this is an early stage, right? So it has a lot more development to do. Yeah. Isn't that bananas though? Like how just like ingesting that, breathing it in. 
Crazy. They would have to contact who sold them the house. I would just try to find everything, go into a full... Sarah the Sleuth, you need to head on over to Missouri and figure out, the, pick up the case for them, Something's Sarah. fishy here, everybody. Something's I'll, fishy here. I'll get you looking. Uh, we also, I want to do, um, you know, in popping today, I think we'll have Dr. Clark on first, but um, were you blown away? You love Queer Eye. And so did I, Jonathan Van Ness coming out over the weekend is HIV positive. Were you shocked? I wasn't shocked because more and more people are coming out about it. I was shocked that he actually kept it in so long, seeing as he's like one of the most open of the cast members. I think he's so transparent Wait. with his like whole past and coming out. And he, you know, he struggled with his self-identity for so long. You think he, he his main objective now is just to help people. I yes. think. And he's been such a pioneer for that, like just in the LGBT community, but also with like people even just like me that I just feel like he just is all about being yourself. And so I think this was a really big he explained that it was really hard for him because oh there was a lot God. of past trauma. I can imagine he's had been HIV. That. He's what, 33 now? Right. HIV positive since 25. In his new book, he's revealed. That's, that's right. Wow. I can't wait to read that. I mean, now they're all coming out with books, you know, Karama Brown and then right, you know, right. Anthony and all of them. But well, Anthony. it's a great platform. Anthony. Your name is Anthony. I'm just kidding. It actually is Anthony. <laughs> it actually is Anthony. You're really an Anthony, but we'll call you Anthony. Now, he's sure. another hot one that has a minor, minor lisp. Speaking of lisps with Elixir. Now, Elixir's is full blown. <laughs> And I didn't bring it up. Sarah did. Okay, so don't come after me. I don't mind a list, but I just felt like Elixir was probably trying to prank us. That's why I was just... Do you? Okay. Yeah, well, it he was pranked a little all the news too much. Too. Exactly, exactly. And I was a right call. I knew what he was up to. That's why I was like, record this. Okay, record this. Okay, this run. We're it's going to go big. Uh, let's get Dr. Clark oh, yeah. in here, because we, we've partnered with Nova Health all month long. Um, and September is Act on Addiction. Uh, that is the campaign. ActonAddictionNow.org is their website. The, so the whole mission of Act on Addiction, and um, September is Addiction Awareness Month, is to help you raise awareness for someone in your family that is battling addiction, whether it's alcohol, drugs, um, or if you're a family member and you need support, Act on Addiction helps for that too. So Dr. Clark is here with us today, which we are honored to have you here. Hi, Dr. Clark. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Well, I'm so great. How are you? Excellent. We're going to have you get really close to this mic. All right. Perfect. Um, so, Dr. Cluck, talk to us a little bit about um, Act on Addiction, what your mission is, um, how long the organization has, has been there, and just kind of what you guys are doing the month of September, which is all about Addiction Awareness Month. Yes, it is. And it's important to understand that this is still a massive problem that is under-recognized in this country, if not throughout the world. The Joan and Russell uh, hit family have been very generous in Northern Virginia, supporting outreach for addiction education and making families aware of the resources that are available. Yeah. And their $16 million gift to ANOVA has really helped to elevate this to a new level. And so the Act on Addiction campaign is really just the centerpiece and beginning of a larger effort on their part and ANOVA's to reach out to people who are suffering from addiction and those who are feeling the consequences of it. And it is so prevalent. I mean, whether it's alcoholism or, you know, now we hear so much in the news of opi opioid addiction and painkiller addiction. Um you know, you've obviously worked in this field for, for many, many years. What do you think is fueling um, so many people dealing with addictions? I think this is a combination of a number of factors. I think within the realm of our society, 
people use substances for a whole variety of reasons. Um, no one chooses to become an addict. Mm. What they don't realize is that these substances have insidious effects on brain chemistry and the consequences that they cause to individuals are oftentimes not noticed until it's too late. At that point, the person is now going through the various signs of addiction like craving and feeling a compulsion to use that substance. They become less and less aware of the consequences of the substance and ultimately lose control of their own behavior and their ability to recognize just what's happening to them. And so they are subject to tremendous stigma because people think that somehow this is a choice. Yes. And yet it is a choice that has turned into a disorder. And I think people see it as a weakness, you know, as why can't you, you know, why can't you stop? Or or, or if this is so destructive and destructive in your life as, as, you know, we know addiction is, it's sort of like, why can't you stop? You know, um, and it obviously goes much, much deeper than that. You know, I feel like I've read over the years that there's more and more testing to try to almost identify genes in, in humans um, that can tell if you're going to be an addict. Is that true? And and how advanced is that or not? Well, not really. And yeah. it's not really ready for prime time at this point. We hope that genetics will hold the key to treatment or recognition of people at risk. And while it's clear that there are genetic risk factors and that these illnesses run in families and through genetic profiles, we don't have the key yet to determine or predict with certainty who will develop these problems mm. or how to prevent them from occurring. That being said, genetics oftentimes will offer insight into who will respond to certain types of medication treatments and who might be more susceptible to certain drug effects. Uh, but this is not really what we need to pin our hopes on right now. I think that the whole point of the active addiction campaign is really to raise awareness to say these are still problems and yeah. they are unrecognized. And while there might be things on the horizon, there are things that we can do now. There are resources now. There are treatments now that are, in fact, very effective. And we want to get people access to that information. Okay. And what are some of those treatments? Can you talk to us more about specifics? Sure. I think there are a variety of treatment modalities that exist to help people. There, some are medications. Um, for example, people that are suffering from opioid use disorders can take medications that block the effect of opioids, like naloxone. Okay. They can take other medicines that are similar to opioid agonist activities, such as methadone or buprenorphine, that compete for what people might be taking and therefore block the effect and eliminate withdrawal symptoms that the person might experience. Okay. And yet there are other non-medication therapies as well that are important to recognize. Just having a support system and just having a mechanism by which to reach out to someone and say, I'm struggling with this and I need some help or some support to resist it is helpful. Right. Similarly, more focused and developed specific psychotherapies, whether individual or group-based, 
bring people into contact with experts, uh, with other patients that have gone through this. And in fact, one of the things that we're doing now is putting peer recovery specialists, people who have been through addiction or are now in recovery, into the emergency departments to meet with patients who have undergone an adverse outcome of their drug use, like an overdose, mm. uh, so that someone can meet them where they are and talk about, I've been where you are, there is hope, this yeah. is not a hopeless, pessimistic situation, don't give up, make an attempt to get treatment. Now, does Act on Addiction focus mostly on opioid, um, heroin, uh, narcotic addiction, uh, more so than alcohol? Or if someone is battling alcohol, can they come see you guys as well? Oh, ab- absolutely. Any substance is for discussion. And the important thing to remember is that while opioids are in the news right now, and mm. for very good reason, we still have 20% of this population that is using tobacco and its products. Uh, We still have a large number of people who abuse alcohol and binge drink. Uh, And these are substances that are readily available to people uh, because they're prescribed, because they can be purchased, because they are Yeah, they're so easily available. Yeah, tobacco and alcohol. Right. You get everywhere. Yeah. And many folks uh, have access to other substances that they share with friends or make available to other individuals. And so we have to think about the fact that we are really awash in substances that can ultimately cause us considerable consequences. Yes. Um, I, I could, this is just so fascinating to me because it affects so many people. Um, and I, I know you, as a doctor, you work in this field, so you, you deal with patients all the time who are battling addictions and then their families. What do you say to a lot of people listening to this podcast um, have reached out to us over the years, and I've been very open. My, my brother is eight years sober, so stopped drinking eight years ago and, and has had a lot of success in being in a, in a group program, and you know that's worked very well for him. What do you say to people, though? I think a lot of people get very discouraged with a loved one who they have um, been through, you know, rehabs maybe several times. They've tried to get help for. Um, so how do you handle that? If someone's kind of feeling very much despair, why should they turn to act on addiction? I think it's important for people to rem- remember that no one stops using substances without trying to stop using substances. Mm. And relapse prevention is really the foundation for any substance use treatment program. It is expected that people will have trouble doing this. If they didn't have trouble, they would have stopped and not been in this problem to begin with. So it is important to recognize that it's a disorder, no matter how purposeful or how personal it looks to the family members or other people that are affected by it. But in fact... It is someone who has really lost control. They are right. ill. They, yeah. they are not able to help themselves, which is why we need to be able to provide them with that support and assistance. So giving somebody the opportunity to enter into treatment and to discuss that as an option is the first step. But the main step is to prepare for when that person relapses because they more than wow. likely will. Wow. And that is not a failing. That is not a moral judgment. That is not pessimism. That is just what happens in the disorder. If you have asthma 
it's expected you're going to have an asthma attack at some time in the future. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to look at it. We don't look at it that way. You know, just you saying that, I'm like, I don't think of it that way. You know, you think of a relapse as a, yeah, like a weakness or why are you going back? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So if you have that plan in place in the same way that you think about asthma, you have your inhaler, you know where the ER is, you know what medications you need to take uh, on a regular basis to keep your asthma under check, um, these now are the same principles that come into play for substance use disorders. So um, to get started, whether you're a loved one that is looking for a resource or if you yourself are listening or watching this show today and you feel like this is you, that you're ready to to take step one, actonaddictionnow.org is the website. So when people go there, how do they initially start? Is it calling you? Is it an email? Is it a submission online? Yeah, it really is access to education, resources, and other testimonials that people have been through similar problems. So we want people to understand that there are a variety of programs in this area. People do not have to travel a thousand miles away in order to get treatment. Uh, There are different types of treatment, and we think that people need to understand that. And there are different intensities of treatment. So, for example, you might enter into a hospital-based program for a detoxification from a particular substance like alcohol or opioids. But you might not. You might go into a residential program. You might go into a intensive outpatient program. All of those different levels of care are somewhat confusing to people. Yeah, right. It, it's, Which... it's hard to access health care in this country. Yeah. Uh, it's its own lexicon uh, and its own morass of regulations and insurance and different services. So we're trying to simplify this to give people access to that at information so they can get access to treatment. Uh, There are resources and other links on the website because many agencies are interested in this and trying to facilitate these kinds of connections. It's not a competition. We should be collaborating and we should be making these services seamless throughout our country and our region so that people can get help. I think, too, one last question for you. ActonAddictionNow.org. We've been talking about it all month. We've partnered with you all. Um, And I'm assuming in helping navigate with insurance, you also help people find ways to pay for it. Because I'm sure if you're going into treatment, there's some cost associated with that. And and probably some people listening to this are thinking, how am I going to afford this for my loved one? Which you all will help navigate. Absolutely. I mean, nobody should let money be the barrier to getting treatment. Right. There are a variety of ways to offer assistance and to get people access to that care. And we are determined to do that because we really would love to see less people affected by this tragedy. Well, it is such a tragedy and, and you see it every day firsthand, but boy, addiction, I mean, it just destroys, you know, it, it, there's so many great stories of people who have been sober so many years and find their way out of it and and then help millions of others. And the journey of sobriety is such an, a great one. And then you also see how devastating addiction is to the person, but then to their family, to their children. I mean, it just, it's very difficult. So I'm so glad to be raising awareness with you guys because people need to yeah they need to talk about it and and I think too what's scary is a lot of people are afraid to confront the person you know or say anything and I'm always like oh my god you know they're doing so much damage to their family but lots of times people enable which is always interesting to me 
Yeah, I think people are afraid. I think people do not understand what has happened to the person. And I right. think that they don't really recognize that the person is ill. Right. And therefore, them not intervening is just ignoring a problem that will get worse. And so... 100%. It's not going to get better. Exactly. That's right. So I think that people, if they could step back and recognize that no one is choosing to do this, no one wants to be suffering from addiction, and that they can't find their way out. Right. And so if somebody took a moment to extend their hand or to say, I'm worried about you, or have you noticed what this is doing to your life and the people around you... Yeah. Every seed that's planted has an opportunity to germinate, and that's what we want to do is plant as many seeds as possible. Well, Dr. Clark, you're doing amazing, amazing work. So it's just I could talk to you all day because it's it's very, very fascinating. And the journey to sobriety is a great one. So it's such a gift. So thank you for being here. It's actonaddictionnow.org is the website. Um, so we'll be partnering with you guys through the end of the month. Please, please, please reach out to them if you feel you're, you know, if you have a loved one that you feel has an addiction. If you are somebody that you feel like you're in the throes of addiction, such a great cause. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. You are awesome. Hang right there because we just end the show with two quick things and then we want to take some pictures. Um, We were talking about Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye, who just came out with the biography, who came out and speaking of addiction, basically comes out as well and says that he battled addiction and meth addiction in his early 20s, now is HIV positive. So I was blown away. By him sharing, because like you said, AJ, he's so open. He's so open. I think it was kind of the announcement of his book and the whole memoir. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to help a lot of people. He came out that he had a sex and a and um, and drug addiction. And uh, yeah, he's just so open. He's a great person and a great spokesperson for I think this whole entire. Campaign. Are you buying the book? I now I'm I buying buy the, the book. book. Buy it on Amazon right I now. Know. I Pre-order go, it. I want to get the book. Out, um, last thing too, uh, Alyssa, our intern, can you pass me the phone? We had this really sweet message of someone who just discovered the podcast that I wanted to read to you guys, and she's was a it big... from was it from our uh, our LA trip, our alien stock, or this is just totally random? Oh, maybe she started listening to us. From from the L.A. trip. Uh, Kamor 3 is her name. She says, hey, Sarah and AJ, I just wanted to say you all are the best. I'm a longtime listener of Hot 99.5 when Sarah was on. I remember waking up uh, to you when I was in middle and high school. Oh, great. Hashtag same. Um, to 99.5 every freaking morning and loving it. Um, and now I'm 27. Anyways, I wanted to say that I recently changed jobs and now commute out to Stafford from the Arlington area and have gotten to, into listening to the Hayfresh podcast. And it's been a game changer. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, I laugh the entire way and just love it. Two weeks ago, I was in a car accident on 495, have been in a rental and couldn't get the podcast to play in the car. It was awful in capitals. Yeah, I was going to say that you, you guys had me laughing that I got it like I was distracted and couldn't drive. Uh, today I was finally able to listen again and let me tell you it's the best keep doing what you're doing you all are awesome and thank you for making my uh, me continuously laugh during my morning commute so you're so welcome and by the way she's okay I means so much okay, good. So, yeah. I, I was like Minor laughing yeah, and, yeah, like, I know. and I got into a car accident yeah like <laughs> Because screeching. We're just like, oh, great. Tell us more about how much you love the show. Are you okay? Yeah. That's seriously what we do. Why we do it. We want you to have enjoyment. And uh, yeah, I automatically feel better. (laughs) All is well. All is well. Uh, Anyway, you guys, uh, be sure to share the podcast. Uh, The show is up on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere podcasts are distributed. And tell somebody who's never heard about the Hey Fresh podcast about the show. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.